Hey guys, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency. So I'm sitting here, it's Monday afternoon, just got done going up to the old uh, trucks with lunch here at the library, and uh, decided that I go wanted to go ahead and record kind of our little teaser here for our up-and-coming podcast called Successfully Funded. Um, you know, we've been thinking, and I say we because my team and I, Sean Neal and Paul Luan, we've been thinking for the last few months that um, we wanted to create a podcast about crowdfunding. You know, so that idea comes out, but what does that actually mean? And, you know, we wanted to make sure that we're not, you know, jumping into a platform that's been around for a little while here. And, you know, obviously it's the rage and people are digging podcasts, but if we're going to do it, what are we going to do that, you know, would make people want to listen and gives back and, and is, uh, is intriguing and people are digging it. Um, so what we found is we spent you know, a few meetings, you know, kind of loosely talking about it. You know, what, what could we do? What, uh, you know, what's the frequency of this? How often is it going to come out? Who's going to listen? Who's our avatar? Who, who wants, who wants the info that we're, we want to give out? And we kind of decided that we really want to talk to, you know, crowdfunding um, creators in the middle of their campaign. You know, what's happening day 26? You know, what's happening day 14? What's happening the last three days before their campaign ends? You know, are they going to fund? And, you know, so I, you know, started going through, you know, Kickstarters that have launched. And I noticed, man, we, you know, each week there's probably three or four campaigns that you just know we're going to fund when you look at the data especially when we look at it when we look at it we just know hey this thing's going to fund let's let's talk to this guy or this girl let's talk to this this creator so that's that's that was kind of the first start that was the first inkling of like we have something there let's think about this you know then we started deciding you know back-end stuff like let's put this out weekly you know let's make sure that we're always giving information that if you're going to launch a campaign tomorrow you have the most up-to-date info and you know, one of the things we found is that there's a lot of info out there on how to run a successful Kickstarter, but a lot of, a lot of that, that, di- that info is, it's old, you know, it, you know, it was a blog from 2012 or, you know, 2013, this was the best thing to do. And, you know, w- kind of the dirty secret here is that it's changing so rapidly. You know, Facebook makes a change to an algorithm, your entire campaign could be different. Uh, you know, so, so kind of thinking along those lines. So, so last night, you know, after the old Father's Day weekend, and I gotta be frank, I was exhausted. Uh, spent all day Saturday on a lake with my kids, and you know, all day Sunday uh, watching my son do some flag football, but just being in the sun all weekend. But you know, decided to power through as an entrepreneur does. But you know, Sunday night about nine o'clock, uh, the boys and I we all got together online on our Skype channel, um, and decided to to kind of just have a conversation about you know, projects that we've supported and why we supported them, what we liked about them, what we, you know, maybe what, not so much what we did like about them, but, you know, a little bit of that info here and there, but, but mostly just why we supported them, why we backed them. So, you know, Paul went into a game he enjoyed and Sean broke down the, the Detroit dog park. And, and I talked about the, uh, uh, the rebel girls book that just came out, um, which was a huge campaign. And we just kind of openly discussed, you know, what kind of, what, what made us take out our wallets 
and buy? And I think that's ultimately the biggest question for every campaign. What is going to be that secret sauce that makes me pull out my wallet and go, I got to give this guy 50 bucks, 100 bucks before this, you know, I got to be an early backer. I want to, I want to be a part of this project. And that, that's, that was kind of our early, you know, that was our conversation last night. And it was great. It, you know, it was great to just kind of get the, kind of shake the cobwebs out uh, for all of us and, and, and think about, you know, you, the listener, what, what, what are you going to be into? Um, you know, and I think this conversation is a great kind of teaser to what's going to be happening. And I'm super excited. You know, this is, like I said, this is Monday. This is, we're in the afternoon here. Uh, but tonight, uh, we've got three interviews of Kickstarter projects. And each one of them is different. Uh, one of them is uh, a guy breaking down time um, and, and, and clocks. <sighs> Fascinating. I cannot wait for that conversation. Another one is a, a really interesting kid product uh, for tents. And the third one is, uh, is a company out of Asia that's doing a, a unique uh, smartphone case. So we're going to have those interviews. Uh, we're going to shoot cut those tonight. And uh, Thursday night, or Thursday in the afternoon, we're still working on, on when we want to release this. We're going to have our first official episode of the podcast. And I don't think I've said it yet. The podcast is going to be called Successfully Funded. Um, so we're going to release these each week. They'll probably be about an hour to an hour and a half long. Again, don't quote me on that. We're still figuring out some of the back end stuff. But again, it's going to be a conversation. And, and now you might be wondering, like, who's going to listen to this? And I, I think this is a podcast that, you know, if you're thinking about crowdfunding, you got to listen to it because you're going to get the most up-to-date info from veterans running campaigns, running active campaigns. Um, you know, the second thing is I think this is going to be, you know, something that entrepreneurs are into because we're going to get into marketing. We're going to get into communication, how to say the right things. And then just overall, like I just broke down. I'm an entrepreneur, man. That's who I am. I, I, you know, I, nine o'clock on a Sunday night, Father's Day weekend, I'm, I'm working. I'm cutting, I'm, I'm cutting a conversation for you guys to listen to. And I think that's kind of where my, um, you know, where my head is, is like, like if you're the, that type of person, I think you're going to dig this podcast. Um, but yeah, so, you know, today was a good day. Today's Monday. We're going to get this stuff recorded. Uh, I'll be chiming in, uh, to do a little bit of a wrap up after we do our interviews tonight. And uh, we're going to share those, like I said, on Thursday. But uh, to hold you guys over and to kind of kick this thing off, I want to jump into this our conversation last night, the Woodshed Agency team conversation between Sean, Paul, and myself, um, and hear us kind of talking about why we bought, why we backed certain campaigns. Uh, so let's go to that now. So I think this would be a great time to like take a minute to uh, to, to, to look at the, some of the projects that we've backed in the past and um, you know what we liked about them and, uh, and and what we thought about them after we got the product after we backed on Kickstarter. So Sean, did you have anything that you've backed recently that you've enjoyed? Yeah, um, there, there's one that I continue to enjoy, and it was a project from a couple years ago here in Detroit. It was called the Detroit Dog Park, and there's a great story behind it. Um, there's a, in Corktown, the neighborhood I lived in in Detroit, um, there was a big open field where the old Tiger Stadium used to stand. It was just this awesome historic plot of land in the middle of this really up-and-coming neighborhood in the city that nothing was being done with. So on Saturdays, everyone in the neighborhood would kind of get together at 1 o'clock, and we would have this impromptu trespassing dog party where we'd all bring our dogs and, you know, kind of 
let them roam free off leash because there was literally in the entire confines of Detroit no fenced in off leash dog park. So we were kind of making one on our own. And um, several of us, you know, that were um, taking our dogs there had run Kickstarters, and, and someone threw the idea out hey, why don't we, you know, why don't we run a Kickstarter to um, grab a small plot of land in Detroit near, near Corktown here and, and do our own dog park? And uh, about $15,000 later, lo and behold, uh, we have the Detroit Dog Park. And the campaign was so successful and the story was told so well that um, PetSmart actually came in and donated um, all the fencing. They have this portable pop-up um, dog park um, construction. And uh, we ended up not ha- – or they, I should say, ended up not having to use any of the money that they raised – to buy anything, they were they were able to um, keep the the money in the bank for maintaining, um, you know, getting some lights up, uh, maintaining the the lawn and whatnot. And for the past uh, four years, we've had this awesome community come around Detroit Dog Park, and it's something I take Toby, my my pit bull, to um, two or three times a week, and it's absolutely awesome. That's cool. Do you remember like? Uh, uh, I don't. I didn't. I don't remember this project very well because I'm not in Detroit. But do you remember? what they were doing so well in the storytelling side of it that, you know, outside of you need, needing a place to take your dog that kind of got you roped in? Well, I think, you know, for me, and I think a lot of the backers, it was very grassroots, you know. A ton of the backers that pledged were people that were already coming to um, the the old Tiger Stadium with their dogs. So um, there was this great social media interaction that was started because, you know, we were meeting new people with our dogs at the park and we exchanged Facebook and we exchanged Twitter and do all kinds of photos from um, what pre- uh, preceded the dog park over at Tiger Stadium. And they already had this community built. So it was really easy for them to flip a switch and say, hey, we, you know, we want to solve some of the problems, stop trespassing on this land and, you know, mm-hmm. running into some of the problems we had um, and um, move over to the dog park. And what, what were the rewards like for I mean, because um, it's just a dog park. I mean, it's open field. Like, what what did they what did you buy? Um, they were really low pledges. You know, they were between twenty and thirty dollars. Um, there was um, some social media things. You know, the they had like um, you know a high five mention. There, there's you know this thing has been developing over the years. Um, they had some benches put in. You got you know if you pledge a certain amount, you got a brass nameplate on the back of the bench as a, as a high supporter. Um, it took a little while for those to come to, to life, but, but they're there and they're, they're pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, we have little tags, dog license tags at say Detroit dog park that you got for like a $35 pledge. Nice. So yeah, I mean, it was really well thought out. Um, the campaign in total, I think raised about $15,500. So just a little bit over the goal. I think there was only about 300 backers, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was a really, really great example of, you know, not even not even a Detroit campaign, but a neighborhood campaign that that was only relevant to you know people that lived within distance of of what we were doing. But but really, you know, <laughs> pardon the pun, it really had the legs to keep going. And right. uh, it, it's it's probably uh, I've, I've backed tons of campaigns. It's probably the one Kickstarter project, you know, crowdfunder project. That I can continue to enjoy on a regular basis. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Anything kind of come to mind when you're thinking about campaigns that you've supported? 
Yeah, um, I backed a storytelling game called Fall of Magic, and the the killer feature of this is um, you're a uh, um, you know you're sitting around a table and you're telling stories about this realm from which magic is disappearing, and you're following this wizard who's uh, who's trying to work out the details and the. The killer feature of it is it's screen printed on a scroll, on a on a fabric scroll. So as you're as you're doing the storytelling, you're rolling the sto- the scroll out on the table, revealing portions of the landscape as you go along, and it's you know it it has this cinematic quality to it that's you know very much like uh, you know any of the travel sequences that you would see you know. Uh, done with maps in a in a film except you know you're you're doing it at your table hmm. and and it was all it was designed by a guy named Ross Kalman uh, he's out of Olympia Washington and it, it was all manufactured by you know local folks who who did this the screen printing the scrolls are gorgeous uh, all of the all of the cards that go with it are uh, are really you know beautiful objects and uh you know if you've ever tried to do this kind of thing you know put together a kit of independent you know elements there's a ton of logistics that go into that you know of making you know cost having a custom box made with you know uh that's you know to the size that you need it uh you know there's a little foam insert pieces that make sure the scroll doesn't rattle around in there it's a, um, you know, it's a huge challenge for a lot of campaigns to be able to, to do that sort of production design, and uh, you know, he he totally aced it, and the um, the scroll itself uh, adds a ton to the to the play experience. So, so what what made you? I mean, you know, same thing on a, kind of the same question I had for Sean. What what made you, you know, support this campaign? Was it that uh, attention to detail was it the fact that you knew it was going to fund, or it was just such a great game, such a great concept? What what triggered uh, your purchase on that? Yeah, you know my, I mean my thing is, um, I mean I'm I'm a game backer to to begin with, but the stuff that really pulls me in is, you know, when somebody's self publishing something and it's you can tell that they're inspired you can tell that they're uh uh you know committed to to producing it in a way that it lives up to its best potential and you know i i'm a i'm a big fan of independently published comics and independently published games and uh and and when it's clear that somebody's you know, this inspired and they're, they're going to, they're treating it like a, like a craft project. Uh, you know, it's a work of art. The game itself is, you know, uh, not just the design, you know, not just the creation of the gameplay experience, but, you know, beyond that, you know, into, uh, what's the user experience for the, for the person who, um, who's going to play it with their friends or their, their, their family. And it was it was too inspired to to not back it for the physical object. 
was, was there anything that I mean, I don't know when this when this campaign happened, but was there anything that um, stood out to you that they did differently than other games? Because uh, we see a ton of games uh, go up on, on Kickstarter and Indiegogo and stuff like that. Was there something that they were doing that stood out to you? You know, the the one thing um, this this kind of storytelling game and the way they do it. There's, there's kind of a local scene in Olympia, Washington, and this is sort of like, you know, it's, it's a cultural style of storytelling game for them. And I think one of the things that came through with, you know, in the campaign is by doing this, this game this way, by making it as attractive as, as, as it could be, by, by creating a physical object that, um, you know, that was like this, it's really sort of a, a salvo, you know, out into the the gaming landscape from this particular culture saying, you know, I mean, they're trying to evangelize their style of storytelling play, which has a lot of, uh, you know, you're telling a lot of detail about, you know, what situations are like and you're making it you know, you're, you're trying to make it into an immersive situation for other people who are playing the game. And, uh, and I think one of the things that came, you know, was clear to me in some of the videos that they shared, uh, with their campaign is that, Hey, this is a cultural style for us. And, you know, there's a, there, you know, there's a cultural purpose for us of, you know, of doing this game because we want to popularize this style beyond Olympia, Washington. Hmm. And I, I think it felt like, you know, it's their, it's the biggest effort by any designer in that scene to popularize the style. That's cool. What about you, Jeff? What was, uh, what was one of your favorite campaigns? Well, right now I'm, I'm waiting to get one, uh, delivered. Uh, so I was a backer of the good night stories for rebel girls. Um, and, uh, so I think that one did just over three hundred. I'm sorry, six hundred seventy-five thousand uh, dollars. So that one caught my attention. Um, you know, when I kind of showed up in my social media, showed up I think on a Mashable, um, just kept showing up, and you know, having a young daughter and seeing the kind of the lack of female-driven characters and female-driven stories. I mean, I also have a son who has, you know, has access to every superhero on the planet. My, my wife and I were talking that we just don't see that on the, for the, for the, for the girls. And, uh, so when this kind of came into my, uh, came into my radar, I, I jumped on it. I, I think I got in at maybe like the $50 level. And frankly, I'm kind of in that, I'm in that lull right now where I'm not 100% sure what I bought. I just, I'm, I was so enamored by the story, so enamored by the marketing, the videos, the updates, the amount of attention around it, uh, wanting to be a part of that scene, you know, to be able to talk like I am right now, like, hey, I, 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 you know, I'm one of the 13,000 backers that, that, uh, that supported this project. Um, so I'm in, that, I'm in that phase right now where I can't wait to actually get it. So that's kind of what I'm hope what I'm waiting on right now. But that's that's been my recent one that I that I supported. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at the campaign, and there must be forty or fifty pieces of major media that it was in. What was that? What made it stand out for you? How you discovered it? What, what made it? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it it, it definitely had this thing where um, it was just everywhere in my radar. You know, it just it kept showing up. 
Um, it was getting obviously good major media press. Um, and it definitely, you felt this vibe when it started, you know, as, as the update videos were rolling out, I think I was a backer maybe within about a week. I think Paul, actually you might've emailed me, uh, when I, I shared the tweet out, um, if I'm not mistaken. So that was pretty early in the campaign, but once you started seeing these update videos roll out and it was like, they, they started adding more stretch goals, you, the emo- you could just feel that momentum. Um, it, it was a really well done campaign. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm anxious to get the book and, and I can't wait to get it and, and sit down with, with my daughter and, and check it out with her. So yeah, that's cool. So this brings up an interesting experience. You know, we, we talk all the time with our clients about creating a perfect storm toward your target audience. And, you know, you didn't discover this by scrolling around Kickstarter. They, they discovered you by, um, making sure that their campaign was on, the types of things you were reading as a young father of a daughter, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Do you think if, if it had just been left to posting on Kickstarter and their internal Facebook, you would have found this? Probably not. I, I mean, I, I think personally I have a love-hate relationship with the, you know, what Kickstarter delivers, and I don't know how much Kickstarter, you know, I, I and I don't expect them to. I think they're just putting out a mass you know, mailer with whatever, 20 projects on it. I don't think that's tailored to a 37-year-old male in Michigan, you know. Uh, you know, so if it happens to land, it does. Where, where this definitely had more of a, I mean, clearly it was targeted directly towards parents, you know, you know, in the, my age bracket, you know. The, the way the, the, the videos laid out, the way the graphics look, I mean, it was it was clearly for me, you know. You know, um, you know what I find interesting is I think all three examples we've brought to the table share a common thread. You know, my project was, you know, the, the, the dog park was about as hyper-local as you can get. You know, Paul's game that, that he liked was about, you know, a pocket of gaming culture trying to spread their their particular spin further. And, um, you know, obviously yours yours is a, a mass market major campaign but they all found us because we are participating in communities prior to this campaign launching you know right me me you know physically in a community you know amongst people and then corresponding in a small facebook group paul is part of the gaming community and, and you you know reading publications that were in your field of interest as a as a young parent yeah 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 100 percent well, that's fantastic. Those are three great projects. hope you enjoyed a kind of a loose conversation uh, amongst me sean and paul from last night and kind of talking about our uh, our uh, crowdfunding campaigns we've supported um i want to remi- let you let you know that if if you have a second go to the woodshed.agency that's our website uh and again as i know it's a weird one woodshed.agency uh and i recommend checking out some of our blogs we've got a lot of good info there on you know uh, crowdfunding statistics or how do you snapchat um 
you know, we've, I think I, one of them I break down uh, different types of pitches for media. So a lot of good info on our blog. I definitely recommend going to the website, checking it out. Um, and then, like I said, stay tuned. Thursday is going to be our first official episode of the Successfully Funded Podcast. And it will be featuring a little bit of all of us, but three interviews from um, three really successful campaigns that are currently active right now in crowdfunding. Um, I think they're actually all on Kickstarter as well. Um, and you're going to be able to get links to those, check them out, um, and, and hopefully you subscribe uh, to this podcast. And uh, hopefully, if you have any questions or anything, also, you know, email me. I'm Jeff at woodshed.agency. You can also find me, obviously, online at uh, Instagram. If you just Google Fuzzy Wenzel or if you search Fuzzy Wenzel, if, again, or if you go to the website, you're probably going to talk to me first. I'm, I'm kind of the lead on the communication. Or just jump, jump on our peer chat. We can talk to you there. A lot of options for you to get at us, so there should be no questions about that. But uh, I appreciate everybody kind of staying into the end, and uh, we're going to see you guys all on Thursday. Thanks so much. It's just a matter of time. <laughs>